Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, besties, and welcome to this week's episode of Pillows and Beer. I am in Charleston again after a busy day in New York, joined by bestie number one, Craig Conover. He's in Paige's closet. And Mr. Nick Norris hanging out with us, as always, in Virginia. I'll say it correct this time, Nick. We're not going to make fun of 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 your profession of making moonshine in the mountains. I am worse for wear today. Well, not worse for wear, but it just feels like a long day because I had to wake up today and travel back because we are on the heels of um, a fun bar crawl yesterday in New York City. And uh, it truly was a lot of fun. And come see us in Phoenix on Thursday <clears throat> if you're – Within a driving distance, uh, our show is Thursday evening. I think there's like 20 or 30 tickets left uh, to wrap up this this kind of chapter of the tour. So me and Austin are really excited about it. But yeah, the bar crawl was great. We um, we went out with our new business partners. at the, They are very successful and very historic bars in New York City um, yesterday, starting it down the hatch. And yep. um, that was built in 1991. Well, we started at the Spaniard and then went to down the hatch. Um, we're excited, by the way, is opening this summer in Charleston. That is the name of the bar, by the way. So follow us on Instagram. And um, yeah, it by was the neat. way. We're excited that by the way is opening. It was fun. We got to meet a lot of our besties and um, it was chill. We played some beer pong. Watch yep. some r- truly awful football, and um, then we got to run into Kyle Kyle Cook. Not only Kyle Cook, but also Sheena from Vanderpump Rules. So that was really neat. Yeah, they um, came to meet us at the last bar, which which was Downtown Social. I'm gonna try and remember all the names because shout out to all the staff and the managers and everyone that that made it happen, and you know welcomed us in and. You know, there's like a camera there kind of filming because, because I'm pretty sure that all the businesses want to make like a dope little promo video, which, you know, hell yeah. And um, so thank you to Down the Hatch and Three Sheets and Off the Wagon and Downtown Social for uh, hosting us yesterday and for making it an awesome, an awesome day. Um, and to all the besties that, I mean, they're, they're, were quite a few, Craig. I don't know if you noticed, but quite a few that followed us to each and every bar. So shout out to those uh, people who specifically freaking dedicated the bar crawl to you know, and hanging out with us. But yes, at the last stop, Kyle and Sheena were there um, and they had a table and we were able to all just kind of hang out and watch the last bit of the second game because the first game did not go according to plan. According to Craig's plan. Yeah, it went according to the NFL's plan, which... The NFL's plan, know, too. Yeah, the NFL's plan, um, which it's funny that they... Everyone that was being called crazy yesterday, then they announced today that, you know, the Taylor Swift's brought $330 million to the NFL. The th- issue is the Ravens absolutely sucked, and they were so bad that they made the NFL's job easy. So they basically... Even though they were probably going to encourage the Chiefs to win, they didn't have to because the Ravens sucked. But it was pretty sad for the missed calls at the end. But you know, we yeah, just, the, we didn't play well. 
the Ravens did not play their best game of football um, for a team that puts up so many points and has such a high, high powered offense. And someone as Lamarvelous as Lamar Jackson to only put up 10. Uh, I know that Ravens nation is hurting today. Um, couple well, of what a boring, like, moves. yeah, I mean, I just, and then I was rooting for Detroit for no reason other than like, how fun would it be to have, yeah. you know, them in the Super Bowl, and then I they mean, dude, blew Detroit, the, Detroit uh, hadn't won a playoff game in 30 years, so like, how, how could you not, you know, be rooting for them, like, the fact that they were right there next to one game away to uh, go to, a Super Bowl, which has well, to be. Well, and they gave up the first the 27 the point lead ever, I think, in um, a, a championship. No, 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 17 point lead. Second 17 point lead. Yeah, it was a it was a 24 to 7 game, man, going into half. And Well, um, they gave up 27 straight points. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yes. The Lions kept on going for it on fourth down, right? Like, one of them, actually, both of them were dumb as hell, in my opinion. It was like fourth the and first one, one, fourth one was and two. I disagree. It was on like the 13 yard line, man. You take points, you know, it's the, the Chiefs. Guy, frick, you're up by 14 points, and the guy hits okay. it, it yeah. hits him in his hands. Catch the damn ball. Yeah. You're a wide receiver. Look at what happened. Well, and they lost so, by three. Yeah. And Hindsight. They also, the second Hindsight, one, I'll give you was dumb. Hindsight, Nick. No, 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 man. You you take those points, dude. You're on the 12 yard line Not against the defending the Super Bowl, Bowl champs. Ask, you're ask certainly Bill. not. Okay. Well, ask, well, well, ask the Lions, Nick. Like, your argument is dumb as hell. Ask you know, the Lions because they went for it on fourth and two. So and if missed they it both kick times. a field goal and they miss it, are you then giving them shit? Well, they're not going to miss goal? a field goal. You're not. You're not. Ask the Bills. Chip shot. That <laughs> was not a chip shot. That was not a chip it's shot. A it was like, harder. you know, negative fucking 40 degrees. Nick, I don't, I don't agree with what you're saying. I, I, I agree with both of them. Oh, no, I don't agree with well, the second one. I agree with the first one. Because then that asshole well, dropped another one. It's now going to be the most boring. Whatever. I'm not going to shit on the Super Bowl, but look, here's yeah. something that happened yesterday. We had girls on the bar crawl wearing Chiefs jerseys that were Eagles fans. And I was like, the Taylor Swift effect is real. They're not only bringing household numbers up right. instead of it just being the guy watching. They now have fans of other teams purchasing jerseys. Um, yeah. So and spelling Travis's name wrong. Yeah. So the. Wait, what? <clears throat> I didn't see that. Uh, no, no, but um, I saw it. I saw it on a uh, you know blog or whatever, right? Where people were making um, self-made jerseys and they were spelling Travis's last name wrong and stuff. And it's like, and that's how you really know that you know these girls didn't didn't care. I'm not saying that everyone doesn't, but um, those who don't have a dog in the fight now are rooting for Taylor Swift. And now Taylor Swift is going to go to the Super Bowl and usher. And people are going to be like, you know, chanting for her to like, you know, perform at halftime or something. And like, she already said no to it. Then they asked her at the beginning of the year and she said no. And Usher's the yeah, one who's performing. It was going to turn into, the concern was that it would turn into a Taylor Swift concert. Like right. the fans. And now it is. So, um, you know, I, th I just saw a poll that it could be up to a fifth of voters this year will vote for whoever Taylor Swift endorses. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this girl has a powerful she rule <laughs> following. Yeah. Um, the Swifties could go to war. Yeah. Um, on, Saturday on Saturday Night Live, uh, 
Dakota Fanning was the guest. And in her monologue, she threw it back to, you know, when she was in the audience for SNL's 30th anniversary or something like that. And she was like, and look at who's in the picture with me. They zoomed in on her and behind her, you know, was Donald Trump. And then she was like, I didn't know that I was in a picture with the most powerful person on the planet. And then they zoomed back in and in front of her was Taylor Swift. And, you know, the crowd went crazy. It was like, so, you know, Dakota Fanning was like, you know, like a subtle nod to uh, Taylor Swift being the most powerful person in the, in the, in the country. Uh, I mean, maybe it's the absurd. world. Yeah. I mean, it is absurd. Not a knock at her, but it just shows you the, yeah, it just, we're going to take a quick commercial break from word from our sponsors and we'll be right back with hello fresh. You get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on hello fresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Make saving time your breeziest resolution with quick, convenient recipes delivered right to you. Just choose your meals and select your delivery rate. This time of year, everyone's looking to revamp their eating habits. Look to HelloFresh's wholesome, health-forward options like over 30-calorie-smart and protein-smart recipes each week. I personally love HelloFresh because it doesn't take the cooking portion out of our evening or lunchtime routine. However, it makes it exponentially easier and allows me to actually just cook, especially because of the pre-portioned ingredients. Not only do you not have to go shopping, you don't even have to measure. So I can actually do the fun part of cooking, which is sitting there cooking and talking, then focusing on a bunch of measuring and weighing. Go to hellofresh.com slash pillows and beer free and use code pillows and beer free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash pillows and beer free with code pillows and beer free. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Welcome back, besties, to Pillows and Beer. I will, uh, this is what I'll say. I will always say this, and I don't think it's a hot take at all, but recently it has been. I think that when you walk up to the voting booth, there should be a list of policies on both sides and then you vote for the policies that you want. Um, The problem with that is I I guess now people vote for who they like better as a person, which I guess that is politics, right? Selling yourself. So I understand that there's some, so maybe my, you just sold politics saying, no, I, yeah, I I'm, (laughs) I'm working through this, Nick, I'm working through it. So maybe what you do is you have people read, you know, a page on each candidate, at least just one page, and then you vote. Um, I don't know if that would change things, but. I mean, the way that things are done, the way that things are done now, I must say it is pretty freaking irresponsible, right? Because it's like, I go in there to vote for maybe one or two, you know, people on the ticket. I mean, I think that I've even texted you, Craig, which I almost kind of hate, hate to like admit to the besties out there. But like, I was like, Craig, dude, is there someone that like, I should be voting for here for like, you know, super like a tenant or something in Charleston that I don't yeah. know about. You no, know? that was and it's good. Like I don't know, you know, and like, that's, that's bad. Right. That because was like for the any meeny miny mo. Right. And, and right. you know, that I'm not going to sit here and pretend that Look, I know. 
I would appreciate I would appreciate a little objective blip, um, especially for the like the uh, local ones. But I mean, the it, it goes back to the people that run around New York or you know whatever city, and they're like, "Can you believe so and so is doing this?" Or can you believe so and so believes this? And then the person's like, Billy "Heck on the yeah, street. yeah!" It's something like basically like that, and they're right. like, "Heck yeah!" And then they tell them who really said it, and they're like completely flabbergasted. But um, you know, it, it's not something that we can control, and I think that's where you have to find peace in it. You know, some people are like, "Oh, well, you can change things," and it's like, "Well, no, you you don't have to be." You can't. <laughs> you just in in this capacity, um, you can't. And so, I don't know. Do you ever feel that you're irresponsible by not being having a louder voice, or or how yeah. do you deal with that? Yeah, Craig. I mean, I, I feel like I sometimes, you know, am like a for like. I'm like, wait, man, should I like, you know, jump in on this and say something? You know, I have this whole, whole huge platform and not that that many of them, you know, care about what I have to say, you know, on said issue. But like, I mean, it, it could raise awareness. Right. And then like another part of me is like, or just like shut up and like, you know, keep in your lane because you really don't know like the whole thing. Like, yeah, yeah. I do feel I just bad. Hate, if I could change I one thing, I wish I could have. As much as I do. Yeah. I wish I could have. If I could go back in history and change something recently, it would be that certain people were able to weaponize that a difference of opinion is a personal attack. And I think it's really led um, to a diminishing kind of social structure in society where people really think you're evil or the enemy if you don't agree with them. And it, you can see it really tearing stuff apart, but you know, what can you do to change it? All we can do is entertain and make people happy with beer and pillows and, um, <laughs> moonshine, and pillows. I moonshine mean, and fireplaces. We've got everything we need. I mean, I'll never forget the, uh, I'll never forget the, um, Ricky Gervais speech at, I don't remember, man, what it was. Was it the Golden Globes? It was Globes the Golden Globes. The, Globes. the Golden Dude, Globes. Shut and up. he's like. Accept your award. He's like, everyone who is going to win tonight, what I want you to do is get up, thank you know, your people, thank you know, your God, shut up and sit down because nobody <laughs> cares about your political preference. You guys don't know shit about you know, the real world. You, know, you sit up in your ivory towers. So like, accept your award and shut the fuck up. And some people clapped. And like you mean, know, they panned to some people. Like, like, um, yeah, I, I think that they panned to Tom Hanks, and he was like, "Oh, well, I don't know about that." And I was just laughing. I'm like, "See, but that's funny, right?" Because you know, Ricky is a comedian, and he took a chance to be like, "I'm going to say what I want to say," you know. And and you know, some of Hollywood clapped and thought it was funny, and some of the people were like, "Can you believe he just said that?" That's how that is funny. And I'm sure there were so many butthurt people in the audience. But I mean, that's where the Electoral College came from was you were supposed to go into towns and like have the auto workers or the wheat farmers or whoever be like, hey, this is who we need to vote for in order to like help our people out. And so it was way more localized. And then the Electoral College was supposed to go, um, you know, cast the vote for their people. But it's also messed up but again we're a young country 
we're very young. We're not even 400 years old. And there has been way more powerful nations and empires that have fallen apart longer than us. But I don't know. It's uh, Did you, you know that we're not Taylor even... The Taylor Swift effect has done to us, Craig? We're <laughs> sitting here. We just you know, meandered into you know, complete politics and the way that we vote and... Well, the, the fact that Taylor Swift can just encourage a fifth of our country to vote whatever she says is is mind boggling to me. It would almost be fucking irresponsible of her to like endorse you know someone with how much you know power that you know she has, right? It would almost be just like an irresponsible thing where someone's like, "All right, like I'm going to the polls and like, can I just type in man Taylor Swift? Like, I bet that she gets like, you know, hundreds of thousands of votes, you know, in the U.S. Right? People are going to be like." Right in Taylor Swift, you know, and like it's gonna be like shut a down, weird little percentage. They shut down uh, Twitter's search function for a little bit today because of Taylor Swift. Which I mean, no, this shouldn't happen to anyone. But basically, there were so many Taylor Swift deep fakes going around Twitter that they you can't search for Taylor Swift right now on Twitter. Like they turned it off. Wow, so <laughs> deep fakes. Um, all right. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have some more here on Pillows and Beer. All right, besties, you know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere, online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. Shopify Point of Sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person, which is why that's exactly what we use at Sewing Down South. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every single sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. It's exactly what we do at our store in Charleston. It's exactly what we use at our warehouse in North Charleston. And when we travel around to see all of our besties, all of our besties, all of our besties, including at BravoCon and things like that, we take our Shopify point of sale with us, and that's what we use. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash pillows and beer, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pillows and beer to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash pillows and beer. Welcome back, besties, to this week's episode of Pillows and Beer. Uh, We are talking about all things NFL football, which led to, well, the games from yesterday, which led to Taylor Swift deep fakes. And how do you talk about the NFL these days without talking about Taylor Swift? I can't believe that we're doing it for someone who is crazy like me who claims to hate, you know, like, you know, knowing as much as I know about, you know, pop culture. I think that that's just being like a self, you know, hater because like I kind of love it because here we are. I know everything that there is to know, it feels like about all of this going on. So was was the NFL game rigged yesterday because Taylor Swift brings in so or brought in or an estimated $330 million or were the Ravens supposed to be in the Super Bowl along with the 49ers? The NFL was like, we literally can't lose. Like we cannot lose on this game because 
the script said that the Ravens were supposed to be in there, but um, with the Lions, know. Ravens, Lions, that would have been cool. Um, but oh well, it is what it is. There's a fugitive on the loose in Mount Pleasant, so lock your doors <laughs> if you are really. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't hiding. even laugh at that. I just, I, just no, I, at, That's I, like a I local, was just laughing at local at, news at the story. Quick, you know, transition that that you just took. Like, anyways, if you're in the Mount Pleasant area. Which is lock your doors. Lock um, your doors. Okay. Well, shit. I should lock my doors. Probably not locked. Really? Take me. Just take me. I always lock my doors. <clears throat> um, it drives me I'm- crazy when my parents lock their doors. You know, they live in like a gated, you know, community. You know, they're out there like a golfing community. And like when I drive up, right, because they always drive in their cars, and so they open up the garage and then close them, and so they don't lock the downstairs door but the door that i walk in when i come is the front door right and so i always show up to their house like 30 40 minutes man prior to dinner and so it's like i'm walking in i'm ready for like a glass of wine or something and like i hit that door handle and it's locked and i just want to like break it down every single time i'm like why would you lock your front door and they're like austin we always lock it and we have like the same conversation every time that i go there so get on them because you should lock your front door no, I get it. Um, I just don't know how kids like, like, how are kids going to grow up now not having to be like sneaky or naughty at all because they don't have a chance. Like with the ring doorbells and cameras and stuff, like is the sneaking in and out generation that we lived through going to consist of like hacking? Like are our kids all going to know how to turn off our ring doorbell for like 10 minutes while they like sneak in and out? I mean, who knows what? They're that looks do the like the old spy movie thing where they like switch over the feed to an old feed. Yeah, a loop. <laughs> They're gonna loop the camera. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. Um. Yeah. How did you sucks. sneak out, Craig? What did you used to do? Uh, what was your move? Uh. So I couldn't sneak out, but we had. I wasn't allowed to stay over at someone's house that didn't have a parent home. So we had one of my best friends had divorced parents and so the mom would say that i was staying over there and i i mean i think my dad probably knew but my mom definitely didn't and she's like oh well the boys are staying over at like so and so's this weekend and looking back on it it's kind of wild um that she used to lie for us yeah i mean everyone everyone has that you know house right where you know the mom would let them drink or the mom would let them you know, whatever. And everyone's like, yeah, man, we're going over to, you know, whoever's house. Um, because the mom like would buy beer or would lie like that. That that's kind of shady though, Craig. That, yeah, we had that's a shady and, one. And what really happened was on the back porch was a cooler with a 30 rack of Bud Light inside and a handle of Captain Morgan's every Friday. And we had the a little Jeez. fucking crew and um and so then we would go out, but I would like somehow go home. I don't know. Fortunately, then we got like a beach house and I used to go there, which I wasn't allowed to. And my dad was like, yeah, I knew you went there, idiot. I just couldn't like. But my rule was to keep me from driving, which I was so dumb once or twice in high school. And I think that's why I never drank and drove again, because I was like. I was never drunk, but you know, like if you're under 21 and you blow anything, you can get a DUI because you're not old enough to drink. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like, you know, I used my 
my luck up for that. Which, yeah. Yeah. I ever tell I mean, you having, about about mine? No. In, in, that's what scares me about having kids. I'm just like, I mean, they're going to be teenagers, and you really do think you know better than anyone else, but, like, you just of course. don't. Of course. Um, I was, like, a junior, maybe. or Maybe I was a sophomore. No, I was a junior. And I had my car, and, and I mean, I went over to this girl's house w- with another – you know, guy friend or parents were out of town. Right. And like, you know, I I, I like drove him somewhere to get beer. Right. And he was like, you shouldn't be driving. I was like, you know, I am, you know, golden. I got pulled. Um, I don't know how, but I, I blew like a 0.06 or something. And because it took him, you know, ages for like the cops to come. Yes. And I guess that they could have just, even hauled me off, right? Because that's like an underage drinking, right? But yeah. but because they waited for so long for someone to come with the breathalyzer. Um anyways, like I called my dad and my dad, you know, showed up and he, you know, the cop there was like, I hope that they fuck you. I hope that like you get, you know, prosecuted and like a DUI and you know and under the influence and you know all this stuff. And like my jaw dropped and you know, my parents almost killed me, but that was basically the last time like I drank and it's like, okay, uh, the drinking and driving thing is not cool. Right. I mean, I was in high school. I was like, you know, bumping probably like chameleon air, you know, they see me rolling. Right. I thought I was like the coolest thing. Uh, cause yeah, I was, was driving my, and my only rule my in college, my dad my was like, song. something's going to happen. You know, like I understand, like you might get in trouble, but if it's for a DUI, like you're paying for your own college. Like there's yeah. no reason to ever get a DUI. Wait, that's yeah. so what you just rode home with your dad? I rode I rode home with my dad. I don't even know what I did with my car that night. I really don't I don't know if I left it there and we went back the next day and got it, or if the cop was like like follow your dad home right now. But then again, that would be the most like like an irresponsible move ever. So they probably then- just told me to jump in with my dad. Did and you get in double trouble f- like by your parents because you were drinking or they knew that you drank already? They did not know that I drank already and they did not know, you know, where I was because what it was going back to how I used to sneak out was that my house, you know, we had like an alarm system, but you know what I mean? They didn't arm it. They didn't arm the thing. So whenever you opened a door, it would just go beep, beep, beep. Right. Right. But it beeped in my mom's room and my mom was the lightest sleeper and she always knew when I came and went. But so prior to leaving, I used to crack open the back door and so that it didn't do the beep, beep, beep thing. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And then I would leave it cracked and then that's how I would drive out and come back in. And man, did I know every floorboard that creaked and every stair that creaked and I'd jump over, you know, that third step and like that eighth, you know, and 12th. And I was like, you know, jumping up these stairs. I was like a nimble cat, but, um, that, that was my method for sneaking out. That dude, that's a, that's a, um, a, a big enemy to people trying to sneak out or in is the door chime. And I, that unlocked a memory for me. I used to turn the chime off at some point, mm. like, during the evening. Um, I I didn't know how but to. I don't know. Yeah. It was just like uh, a thing, man. That thing was always beeping. Like it was always beeping. And because like I grew up with it, it was just like a way of life almost. Now 
I've never really heard that at like a friend's house. And my parents didn't have the back spiral staircase to the top porch back then. So like, yeah, I, I got the thing I got caught doing was like having a party at our beach house and the cleaners like showed up the next day, like my dad's employees and they like, they walked in and were like, it was me and like all my friends and they told my dad, but, um, then my mom found the, actually my, what the only time that I, one of the times I got really got in trouble was my dad made me come home from work and he was throwing all my shit out in the driveway. I mean, this is back in the nineties or no, you know, early two thousands. And he found like an ounce of weed, uh, in the bread basket above the fridge at our beach house. And he was so angry and I like had no idea what was going on. He was doing the whole routine. Like, I can't believe you motherfucker, you know, like, you know what you did. And I, in my head, I'm like, Oh God, like what, you know, what, what did he catch me doing? And then my mom was like, he found your drugs or something. And I was like, wait, I don't have any drugs. I was like, and I didn't smoke weed back then. And finally we figured out and it got calm enough that one one time I was having a party at the cottage and the cops came and my stupid friend, like the weed dealer guy, hid his drugs yep. above our fridge and forgot where he put them. And he just left the fucking drugs in my house. Yeah, so. that, that <laughs> happened to me too. That happened to me. No way. I a weed for God's sakes, but. Well, like um, a sandwich bag, whatever, yeah. like a sandwich bag. Yeah, right, right. My My dad found. My dad found a fucking gas mask. <laughs> do you remember using those? I mean, man, I didn't do that. No, always... I remember seeing my degenerate friends yes, use them. Yes, yeah. I've always had just like a low ass tolerance, you know, for weed. I mean, I used to love to smoke it like in doses, you know. I didn't love to hit to to hit like a roar and take like a huge, you know, bong rip because it would just destroy me. But my buddy had brought over a gas mask and like an you know eight inch tall tall bong or something that 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 it like a tout that it attached to um and he left it there and i went to the beach house the next day and i told a friend to go get it and i was like hey go and get this thing and make sure that it's out of my house and i they fucking called me and they were like hey we're on your back porch your door's locked and i was like no 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 I left it unlocked like on purpose and they're like we're looking in and like we're looking at it and we can see it and i was like no and so on sunday i wake up and i'm like all right i'm fucking uh headed back to charlotte and my mom was like all right well you know your dad left you know 30 minutes ago so like you and i are riding home together and i was like oh no you know and so my mom and i the whole way i'm like oh my god oh my god and my dad i mean kudos to him he he even kept it to himself. He didn't tell my no mom. But like, but like he, but like he pulled me aside and was like, "You have to get so fucking high that you have like a gas mask." I was like, "Dad, I promise you, it's not mine, and like you can toss it if you want to, because like I don't care." But I'm, I'm just like embarrassed as hell. And he didn't tell my mom because my mom would have raised hell. You know, she would have raised hell and been wow, like, "Wow, what a fucking a move by your dad." I know. I know, man. Wow, that's a solid, solid move. But yeah, finding a gas mask is insane. I yes. were you like the type of kid that 
built the like toilet paper, like paper towel thing that you blew in that had dryer sheets. So you smoked in your parents' house. Yes. (laughs) I would have. Uh, yeah, that's that would scare the yeah. shit. I remember smoking a black and mild what on the roof called, once, like, and that was a big deal. Like that, or... A spoof. No spoof. That's right. Yeah, a spoof. A um, a paper towel roll with dryer sheets. Um, All right, moms, cover your ears. It. And on the end of it, and yeah, when you breathe into it, it literally would come out, you know, smelling like a dryer sheet. It was it was genius. Really? But, you know, yeah, it was genius. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I got caught smoking a black and wild on my roof once. My dad knew everything I was doing. And it's funny now that we tell we tell stories when Paige is home and Christopher's fiance. And my mom is the most wide eyed one at the table. She's like, thank God I didn't know any of this was going on. Yeah, it was grades that screwed me one time with my mom. Because the school system, they started like using a new grading system, and like the thing failed, so it gave everybody fifties. And my mom got the like you know the report card in her email was like, "Why are you failing every class?" She came in and threw my phone out the window. She threw my like PlayStation against the wall. She went ballistic. It, and I get to fucking school wow. the next day, the, you know, that day, and my my uh, history teacher goes, yeah, "So I got a call for your mom. Sounds like you had a fun day. I had an eighty in the class." Apparently, like the school system just crashed when it sent out report cards. Wow, that's what did me in. What did it say that you had? Fifties in every single class. Like I was failing all my classes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I, I had um, a coming to Jesus moment too. I mean, on my wall, I had like a Bob Marley poster and Jim freaking Morrison. And she came in there, you know, one day because I got caught smoking weed. And she like ripped them all off. And she was like, are these your idols? And I was like, not anymore. They're not, you know, it's like, whatever you say. Like, I mean, she had me cowering in the corner. I was never a poster guy until like surf post. I think I had surf Dude, posters. Dude, I had actually. so many like snowboarding pictures that I would just even rip out like a page and put up on my wall. I mean, my wall was covered with snowboarding pics. Absolutely covered. Um, all right, guys. And with that, that concludes this week's episode of Pillows and Beer. We will see all of our Phoenix besties on Thursday at 7 p.m. We cannot wait. There are still some tickets left. Go to pillowsandbeer.com. Um, I'm not sure if there are, are VIPs left, but I'm very excited. Uh, very excited. This is our last show of this leg of the tour. Or, well, this version. Of this tour. Of this tour. Yeah. So, um <clears throat> The Austin and Craig Pillows and Beer era tour tour 2.0 is coming to an end. So we love you, and we'll see you all on Thursday. What's up, Pillows and Beers listeners? I'm Reality Steve. If you're a fan of The Bachelor and all things pop culture, reality TV, you should check out my show, The Reality Steve Podcast, a daily show about The Bachelor, other reality TV shows you may be watching right now. I definitely throw in a lot of Taylor Swift talk and so much more. Search Reality Steve on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.